Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. And um, while, after I sang the first time, who walks in the door but Lin-Manuel himself? <laughs> so I'm in the room getting notes, um, and he walks in. <laughs> and I look, and I'm like, and that's what we're doing. And we're doing it. And we're doing it. And we're doing it. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I, was like, I know. Your face. I was like, oh, snap. Because this is actually... Be be clear. This is Lynn before Hamilton. Right. This is before Hamilton. But I, this is actually, yeah, this is after In the Heights, before Hamilton. But I was already a huge freaking fan at this point. Mm -hmm. um, I was a huge fan. I was like, yo, this guy, this guy got so much flow. And da, da, da. I'm a girl from New York. Like we, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, You're I like, was, this, these are my people. <laughs> I was a huge freaking fan. I was like, oh, snap. I was like, all right, center, center, take the notes. Here we go. Where's the water? Let's go. Hello, world, and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. If you're not subscribed to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe button now. And um, if you want to check out some cool graphics and videos from these interviews, you can head on over to our Patreon or any of our social media. Uh, those links are in the show notes, and I hope to see you over there. I have some exciting news. I have just launched a seed and spark with my co-creator, Jonathan Robbins, for a brand new fiction crime podcast called The Case Within. We are so excited to be working on this. If you want to check out The Seed and Spark and learn more about the show, head on over to uh, our show notes here. I'll put the link down here so that you can check it out. It's really, really cool. And I'm, um, I'm so thankful for all of my friends and loved ones who are joining the cast and helping us bring this really cool show to life. This week on the show, we have Zurin Villanueva. You may remember her from Murder Mystery 2 or Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. You could have seen her on Broadway in Clueless, the musical. She's playing Tina in Tina, the Tina Turner musical right now on the national tour. So here's my conversation with Zurin. And welcome to the show, Zurin. Thank you for having me, Jillian. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Um, you are just a power force right now and I'm so stoked to see everything that you're doing thank you thank you <laughs> so the first thing I love to talk to actors about is why they decided to become an actor like what was the thing that made you say I need to do that well for me well I declared it before I even knew what it was <laughs> um, I was like seven so, <laughs> oh my gosh. So, like, it, it kind of came out of me without my permission, if you will, or a conscious decision. But then, once I started, um, I started dancing first, um, and I would not let up 
and make my mom put me in acting classes. She wanted me to be a dancer, but I <laughs> made her put me in acting classes. And when I was actually at summer camp, I went to French Rose Festival. A lot of, a lot of uh, performing artists went mm -hmm. there. And um, I was actually put in a musical, much to my detest, because <laughs> I didn't get into any of the plays. I was like, I'm going to be a serious actress. I, I have to do the plays. I didn't get into any of them. And I was like, well, I'm not going to sit around here and do nothing for six weeks. Like, I'm not doing that. So I, they were like, oh, the musicals. And I was like, musicals? Okay. Disney song. Is, that's a musical, right? Disney's musicals. I, I'll sing a Disney song. Um, so I found myself in Children of Eden. It was the first musical I ever did. Wow. And I remember doing a performance for the rest of the kids at the camp. It was just for them because they were all in shows. So we would perform for them and then we would open and all our parents mm -hmm. would come and stuff. So we're performing for them and we're singing, like, I think it was the end of act one. Such a beautiful song. It has my favorite quote in it. And I turn around because we were doing choreography and we turned around and all of these kids were bug eyed crying out of their minds. Like they oh. were all destroyed. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. You were like, I did that. <laughs> right. It was just so beautiful. It wasn't like it was beautiful tears. They were beautiful yeah. tears. And I, I was like, oh, I was hooked. I was like, oh, I have to do this. This is it. This right here. <laughs> mm. It's interesting, you know, I think a lot of actors, you have that experience as a as a child where it's like you're on stage and you can see that you're affecting people. And yeah. then I think it just clicks in you where you're like, wow, this is amazing. I can make people feel things. Yeah. Yeah. And I can make people feel better and, yeah, you know, or feel worse or feel <laughs> any, just feel, you know, um, yeah. and communicate in that way, in a way that you know, sometimes we aren't able to in our regular lives. Mm. You know? So you, you do this summer camp and you discover musical theater. And then what's like the next step for you? Do you go to high school for this? Do you go to college? How do you navigate? Yeah. Well, at that time, I was 15 when I okay. did Children of Eden. So at that time, I was already in high school. I was um, at LaGuardia High School for drama. Like, so mm. I was very like, I am a serious straight actress, which is why yes. the musical theater thing came out of nowhere. <laughs> but then but then it was always right because I danced and already, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it I think I just didn't realize it, but I actually liked musicals all along, but I didn't know. <laughs> I just didn't, didn't know. know. <laughs> you didn't know until it was forced upon you and then you were like, "Wait a second. What is this?" <laughs> amazing so you you're in high school for drama and then do you yes. go the college route yes I went to Howard University for musical theater Howard um, University dang yes, yes yes I did the mecca as they call it yeah um the now called uh Chadwick Bozeman School of Fine Arts yeah it was not that when I went but it's so <laughs> nice to say now it is it's um, very nice yeah, so I went for musical theater because the last thing to get together was my voice. So I started singing when I was 17, mm. and here we are. So then you go, to, you go to college for this. You're clearly very prepped. You're very ready to go. What's your first step after college? 
Well, um, well, being from New York, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. So it was. You're like, I'm going very home. Very fortunate I can just go <laughs> yeah. home. I just yeah. went on home, set up shop in my mama's house. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and start getting up at the crack of dawn and go to EPAs. Like, and I went mm. to EPAs and EPAs and EPAs. I went to every single thing I could get my hands on. I really Dang. did. I was quite persistent. Quite persistent. <laughs> I mean, you got to be. You got to be. And especially mm-hmm. for those people who are listening who don't realize what EPAs are. They're the general auditions for equity members who, to go in and audition for plays and musicals and and it's constant it's constant with the EPAs oh yeah yeah there'll be there'll be like tons of them per day and then you audition for all the regionals that way too Mm -hmm. like you do the general Broadway Broadway calls um but you don't really expect to get those you just want the cast and directors to get to know you Mm -hmm. um actually I I kind of skipped I actually got my equity card while I was still in college which is why I was able to go to EPAs out of college. Um, I made my professional debut at Arena Stage. Um, And actually, I did the show with Natasha Yvette Williams, who just was nominated for a Tony today. And I am so... Hey! (laughs) I'm so happy for her. Pop of the champagne. (laughs) Right? Pop, pop, pop. I'm so happy. I'm so happy for her. But I did my very first show with her. I was still in college, and that's what gave me my equity card. So I wow. was able to skip the non-equity craziness because that's a whole nother conversation, child. It is. Um, it is. Yeah, and I was able to just go in and just pound pavement, just pound the mm. pavement. So tell me a little bit about you were in Clueless the Musical with Dove hey. Cameron as Dion. Tell me hey. what it was like to bring such an iconic character and film to life. <sighs> It was, it was my biggest dream. So like, yes, of course, Mean Girls, like, but Mean Girls, actually Clueless was my Mean Girls. Like, by the time Mean Girls came out, like, I had already pledged my allegiance to Clueless because (laughs) I had a big sister and my big sister was like right in that time frame. And Mm -hmm. so she required me before I even knew what I was saying. She required me to learn every single line from top to bottom. Wow. And I was entirely too young for it, but we were doing the whole movie. (laughs) So Clueless was like that movie for me. So when Mm. I um, booked that, that was just the best day. It was just the best day. Yeah. You know, like Dion, like she was a lot of our, the first time we were ever able to see a black teenage girl with money. You right. know what I mean? Like with money did, and style and class and like where was she that? was great. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was like, she was the epitome of like, oh, I have to be Dion. You know what I mean? Like hundred percent. I mean, Dion to me was like the Cher was all over the place all the time. Dion was like, I know who I am, and that's what made her a really cool character. Absolutely. She knew exactly who she was exactly where she was going, what needs to be done at all times. It was amazing. It was just, oh, yay. So what was that audition <laughs> process like for you to be cast in such a large role? Um, it was kind of quick. I was, I don't, I don't really remember the whole thing. I remember <laughs> the room once, Yeah, maybe. I, I was also doing Mean Girls at the time. Mm. And 
Mean Girls was a beast of a show, you know, yeah. like, so like, I think that's why I don't really remember the specifics. <laughs> I was tired. But you know, sometimes I was sleepwalking like, at that if point. You're, if you're already tired, you're not like stressing about it oh, too yeah. much, right? You're just like going and doing your thing oh, saying yeah. thank you very much. Oh, I was extremely focused on it. Like, oh my God, this is the best. I think I had to talk fast to get out of a rehearsal or something. I don't even remember. <laughs> I think I had to talk fast to get out of rehearsal. I think I did. <laughs> but I'm not, ooh, I'm not even sure. It's starting not to come back. It. <laughs> it's never sorry about it, mm -mm. ever. Because, I mean, your current job will never allow you to audition for a new job because that means that they would have to fill your spot and that's a lot more work for them. They're not going to mm -hmm. let you, you know? Mm. Yeah. Mean, it's kind of I mean, true. Especially <laughs> with, with theater, it's, it's so difficult because once you're in those contracts, it's hard to navigate your next step. Yeah, yeah. But as an ensemble member, you, I had a four-week out. You know, oh. I had a four-week notice yeah. out. And so, like, you know, as an ensemble member, that's a really great thing to have. But you really have to um, be very, like, strategic with your schedule because there are going to be rehearsals and there are going to be, you know, and you have to find a way around it, you know, mm. um, to hopefully get in. But most of the time, auditions will let you change the audition if you have rehearsals. So you can right. do it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's that's the best way to do it. So you can do everything. But yeah. So when did you start focusing also on film and television? Did you automatically go into things after college just saying, I want to do it all? Or were you focused on theater and then you were like, let's do film and TV as well? Um, I, uh, I was always doing TV film. I was always auditioning for it. Mm -hmm. um, I was never like... I never really thought I would get anything, you know, it was just the kind of thing that I would do, you know, to practice, to yeah. get my face out there, you know, because my agent sent it to me. All right, sure. Whatever, you know, right. no skin off my back. And <laughs> so I was never really like, I, with musical theater, I was very um, strategic and focused and like, this is the person who saw me for this and this mm -hmm. is what I sang and this is what I wore. And so this is who they know me as. And so I can show them something else. I can sing something else. I can wear something else. So I was very like strategic in terms of who I was getting to know and when I was getting to know them and what shows are coming and all of that other stuff. With TV film, I was just like, whatever you give me, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm here. Hello. Nice to meet you. <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? You know, that kind of thing. I love that. And you landed a role on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and they kept bringing you back. Yeah. Throughout the seasons, yeah. which is amazing. So dope. Although there was one scene, there was, a, there was maybe two scenes in season two where, like, in the diner, and I was mm -hmm. looking at it like, why did they call me? Why did they oh. call me? <laughs> I was like, I want to be in the diner every time. Every time. Yeah, every time, dang it. I'm right. at the diner. Don't you know? I'm the face of the I diner. I work there. I work at the diner, guy. Yeah, she was Just off that day. She was yeah, off she that was day. Off. She was yeah, off yeah. that day. Because yeah. <laughs> once you get a little taste, you start feeding for it. All it you takes, do. You take a little taste and you're like, ooh, 
Ooh, that was a lot of money for a little bit of time. Give mm-hmm. me more, please. <laughs> more, you please. Know. You're more like Oliver please. Twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it was so I was so happy because I was afraid they weren't going to call me back. Um, mm. because I didn't hear from them in season two. But then season three, and I was like, okay, okay, they remember. We're back. Okay, okay. We made it. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, that actually it. got me my um, SAG card. Oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had done a few commercials, and so this was like the third thing, and it made me um, must join. Yes. Yeah. And what was it like to film a show that's set in like 1950s New York? I mean, that's got to be really fun. I loved it. It's so great. Like the costumes were some of the most beautiful costumes I've ever Mm. seen. Like that costume department put their foot in it. Yeah. They put their foot (laughs) and they swirled it around. It was dope. (laughs) I love walking into the costume costume shop every time Mm. I had a fitting. And just looking at all these swatches and these colors, I'm like, oh, I love fashion. That's my other love. I, I love fashion. I, mean, I love clothes. Those are the best. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I will really geek out over some beautiful fabric. Yes, I will. Um, so, yeah, well, it, was, it, was really, it was really beautiful and wonderful and nostalgic. And my, um, my parents have been in New York City. My people have been in New York City since. The 30s? Oh, wow. You know, on both sides. So we've been here a long time. So it's really, I think about them. when I think Yeah, that's really sweet. And I bet it was nice for your parents to like see you in that time frame too. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. Looking like my grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And back to the show. Well, speaking of amazing costumes, uh, we got to talk Murder Mystery 2 because hello, amazing costumes. There was a lot of good stuff going on in that. Those are good, too. Those are good. Um, Freaking cool. But tell me about, one, how you got that role, and then I need to know everything about being on set with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, because I can only imagine how fun it is. Oh, it was so chill. It was so relaxed. I've never been, I feel like musical theater and Broadway were very high, tightly wound. Yes. They are so chill over there with their millions <laughs> of dollars. They're like, hey. <laughs> I mean, they get the work done, but they're like, it's just the energy is really, um, let's make a movie, you mm. know? Hey, mm. we we going to make a movie. No big deal, you know? Um, so I the that audition process, very quick. I'm starting to notice 
I think all there's of a theme, my, right? I think all of my auditions where I actually book, everything is quick. You know, I think there's something to that as well. When something goes quick, you're not overthinking things. I you're love not it sitting there going like, why aren't they calling me? What's going on? It's it's nice when it goes quick. And I think it just takes the pressure off. I love it when it goes quick. I love it when, specifically, I love it when I hear about an audition that is tomorrow. Mm, or yeah. like tops three days out. Anything mm-hmm. more than three days and I start overthinking Yep. And I start messing stuff up mm-hmm. and I start, I hate that. Do not give me a week's notice. Do not give me two <laughs> weeks notice. Do not be like, oh, we need to hear the song tomorrow. No problem. Let's go. You know? Yeah. And it really like gets you for me, like, cause I am an overthinker. Mm-hmm. It gets me out of my own way. So if I find out, if I find out about an audition that's a week out, I will not start preparing for it until two days. And what does your uh, preparation process look like? How do you break down a script and a character? Oh, it completely depends on what it is. Yeah. Um, it's always different depending on what it is. But like um, for musical theater, I start with the songs. I write out the song. I look mm. at the words. I monologue the song is what I do. So I monologue oh, the song. Wow. The words, the phrases, and it's it just looking at it. I'm a very visual person, so looking at it really helps me break down as to, like, where we start, where we end, mm-hmm. you know, moment before, where's the big note, what's the important parts, that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah so I do that. Um, so for Murder Mystery 2, I was in Boston doing shows with um, the Huntington. Um, I was doing Teenage Dick. Just oh, a wow. wonderful play by Mike Lou. I love it. Um, it is a uh, teenage dick is a high school version of Richard the Third. Amazing. And I am playing Lady Anne or Anne Margaret, um, who's like a teenage girl in this. Mm. You know, because they're all in high school. Um, and it has some some verse, some prose in there, you know, but it's very like it's a dark comedy. So I was just having a ball doing my play. It was December, you know, you had I had a little bit of the holiday blues. Yeah. So I was just hanging out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> looking longingly out the window. And um I got an email and it's like, Oh yeah, you know, this audition for this movie. You know, it's like one scene, six lines, you know, real quick. And yeah. I was like, okay. But it was actually, um, it wasn't a tape. It was actually a Zoom audition. Oh, that's so nice. So she was, so she, she the casting director was actually going to be there. I was like, oh, so I haven't nice. had a Zoom audition with a casting director in quite some time. It had been like a few months. I was like, ooh, someone to look at. How lovely. <laughs> And I looked at the script, and it's like it says she had a crazy laugh. I I was like, all right, uh, <laughs> like, and I start like making up laughs. I'm like, oh, that that sounded funny. All right, let's do that. And like, so I was like, let's do that. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, or it could be this. Or it could be that. Okay, great. And then I just did it, and I was like, okay, so I have like a couple of. I have a few options. Do you want the other options? She was like, yeah, sure. Do them all. And I did wow. all of them and that was it. That's <laughs> amazing. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you end up going to like a director session or anything or was it just that? Nope. It was just that and I booked. 
and I booked like it it was not it was not that it was not that long either. I, I think it was tops a week. Tops. That's so crazy. It I was mean, bananas. I was like, what do you that's wild. what do you mean I booked it? Like what do you mean? Like when I got the email and it was like, oh, and you're filming in Hawaii and Paris. I was like, is this the price of right? Like, like <laughs> I feel like I feel like I just I just won Oprah's gifts or something. Like, what is going on? <laughs> Honestly, though, I mean, that is bonkers because it's not like you have a small role. It's a very large supporting role. You're in a lot of the action. Well, I didn't know that. It it's like I didn't even know that at the time. I'm li- they said six lines, so it's like oh, oh this so little you're like, tiny, oh, it's easy. this little tiny thing, and it wasn't. Ooh. I didn't even get to read the script until I was on location, and they were like, oh, you haven't seen the script yet, and I was like, oh, no, help, no one sent it to me. <laughs> I literally, I'm in Hawaii and I read the whole script, and I was like, oh. I didn't know she had so much action. I didn't know she got to hold a gun. I was like, I'll get a gun. I was so excited. (laughs) I'm going to have a gun. (laughs) I was like, see, you can't be trusting me with guns. You got to know. Look at you. Too excited. Put it down. What's wrong with you? Um, That is so freaking crazy. So it turned out being bigger than I thought it was going to be. I Mm. I thought it was like, oh, boopity boop. It's fine. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It kind of that's took incredible. me by, by surprise, definitely. That's such a good story. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I would ask you to share another audition story, but I don't know if you got anything to top that because that's pretty pretty great. Oh, I've, I have a lot of audition stories. All right, you got I've like done, a funny one or, or something that will... I've, uh, done, I've done a lot of risky things in the ooh. audition. <laughs> I love risky. Well, like I think... So I, I said I auditioned a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And when I say I auditioned a lot, I am not playing with you. Like, I auditioned a lot. So after you audition so much, you start getting loose. Mm-hmm. You start getting, you start making decisions. <laughs> <laughs> like, in the moment, without anyone's permission. And you leave the room and you're like, did you just say, Zurin? <laughs> you know, like, all kinds of weird stuff. I'm like, Zurin, you, you're not allowed to speak. After you audition, <laughs> you need to be quiet. <laughs> oh no! You know, but like not not horrible things, not horrible things, but just like, did you just reference your vagina in the audition room? <laughs> I think you just did. Why would you do that? <laughs> and yes, it got a laugh, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least they'll remember you. <laughs> at the very least. So I do remember one audition. I was, um, this is one of my favorites. <laughs> this is one of my favorite stories. I was actually um, running. I had a, there was an actual equity, equity contract on Ellis Island doing a play. It was a very mm. short play, 15 minutes for tourists about the history of the Statue of Liberty. And they hired equity actors. It's so amazing. Wow. And so we were employed. First of all, we got our weeks because we were employed from April to September. Nine to five. It was amazing. I was like, oh, we got a job. And you could still audition because you were in New York City. Right. So I got um, I got two final callbacks for Bring It On. Oh, yeah. She was definitely the one that got away. 
When mm. I tell you I had it, I had it, and I let it slip through my fingers. Slip through my fingers. So I was like, doing really well. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. They were actually looking at me for um, for the role that Adrian did, um, for mm. uh, um, Gabrielle Union's role. They were mm-hmm. looking at me for it, and then maybe they were looking at me for the understudy. I wasn't quite sure, but I was close. And I was like, oh, yeah. I can smell it. So um, we did so many dance calls, so many dance calls. And then one of the last things we did was another read for more people. So there mm-hmm. were like 10 people in that room. I was running from Ellis Island, trying to get uptown. I barely made it. My, I, I told them to get, give me the last slot. It was like 5.30. I was supposed to be there at like 5.10. I was like rushing. I was like, thank Oof. you so much for waiting. I go in there. Thank you, God. I was warming up all day. So the voice was there. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I did that part. Okay. And um, while after I sang the first time, who walks in the door but Lin-Manuel himself? (laughs) So I'm in the room getting notes, um, and he walks in. (laughs) And I look, and I'm like, and that's what we're doing. And we're doing it. And we're doing it. And we're doing it. Here we go. Here we go. I was like. I know your face. I was like, oh, snap, because this is actually be be clear. This is Lynn before Hamilton. Right. This is before Hamilton. But I. This is actually. Yeah, this is after In the Heights before Hamilton. But I was already a huge freaking fan at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a huge fan. I was like, yo, this guy, this guy got so much flow and da da da. I'm a girl from New York. Like we like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, You're I like was, this, these are my people. <laughs> I was a huge freaking fan. I was like, oh snap. I was like, all right, center, center, take the notes. Here we go. Where's the water? Let's go. So I do it. He was like, yeah, great, great adjustment. Da da da. I was like, cool. I took the adjustment. And then I'm geeking out, and I was like, I have to say something. I have to say something to him. And it's like, Zern, don't say nothing. But you have to. But no, Zern, don't say nothing. The angel and the devil on your shoulders. They were like, come on. Don't come do on, it, girl. Come on, you know you want to say it. And I'm like, I can't. And then finally, I was like, screw it. I'm saying it. It's 6 o'clock p.m., and I'm saying it. Oh, my God. And so I say, I was like, okay, thank you so much. And I'm sorry. I just, I just need to say that. And I look directly at him and I'm like, you are stupid. (laughs) And it was so funny because (laughs) it was the funniest thing in the world because all of the people, all of the other people were white (laughs) and all of the people were smiling like this. And you saw their face go at the same time. Everyone's face went, except for Lynn. Lynn was like, (laughs) (laughs) so everyone's face like changed. Like he was regular and he went like this and everyone else went. (laughs) Like what? And I was like, oh no, no, that's good. It's a good thing. It means amazing. It means, it it, it means great. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That it's great. Uh, (laughs) 
oh my and the, did you just leave the room like what did you do I, and then like I think um the MD was like you know was referencing the other writer was like well he's amazing too and I was like oh yes absolutely absolutely okay um I'm gonna go <laughs> to go now thank you so much and i back up out of the room like thank you <laughs> <laughs> you backed up i did <laughs> why <laughs> what what are these decisions i was like i i just i just i literally sat on the bench outside like <laughs> <laughs> that's an incredible story oh my god it was funny that's got to be one of my top 10 favorite stories. It has to be. I just love that you looked Lin-Manuel Miranda directly in the eye and you said, you are stupid. <laughs> I don't know what possessed me to use that word. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to lie. I was waiting for you to be like stupid, amazing, stupid, some other adjective. <laughs> just ending you there think? is just amazing. What? I was like, you put a period on that word? <laughs> but why? <laughs> oh, thank you oh, for the gem. Oh, it was funny. Oh, it was a good stuff. one. It was um, good well, before stuff. we go, I just want to talk a little bit about what you're currently doing. You're playing Tina and Tina the Tina, the Tina Turner musical. Yeah. Um, you're doing the the national tour. Tell me what it's like to bring, um, you know, someone who's literally an icon in the music industry to stage. It is uh, larger than life, honey. She, I don't know. It's, um, in order for me to keep calm, I run it the way I would run any other character. Mm. And so when I start feeling that like, oh, it's so big, or oh, this whole show is ahead of me, or oh, you know, it's just like, no. We get up and we run it. What do we run? What do you need? You need to stretch, you need a massage, you mm -hmm. need to warm up. And then when you're doing a show, no, 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 we're just doing this scene. We're just doing this song. We just like, and then before you know it, you're at the end. Easy. Yeah. You know, like, okay, we're developing and that kind of thing. And so I think running it the way I would run any other show has been helping me and sailing. Mm -hmm. me. And because, yeah, it can get like overwhelming so easily. Yeah. It is extremely emotionally overwhelming, just like, mm you know, um, showing the emotions that she went through in her life and then the way the musical is set up where you're like performing and you're so happy and then you got have a fight and then you're pregnant and then you're happy again and then Oof. you're worried and then your career is off the rails and then you're happy again. It's just like, you know, it can be very overwhelming very easily. Yeah. And it's just like, this is just running. Mm. Yeah. Just run it. That's it. That's all you have to do. And there you and, are. And, then you... and are you on tour now? Or are you guys? Yes, we're currently on tour. I am currently in Cleveland, Ohio. Hey, hey. We are headed to Des Moines, Iowa, and then we're headed to the West Coast. Hey. Uh, hey. So please check it out. Check out our dates on TinaOnBroadway.com. There yes. are two Tinas. So if you happen to come to the show and it's not me, that's because there's two of us. We share the show equally. It just means you got to go again. <laughs> yep. yep. You got to go twice. 
exactly. to ensure exactly. that we see you. Yep. Um, yep. Well, where can people follow you on social media to keep up with all the amazing things that you're doing? Oh, yes. Please follow me at Zurinspired. That's Z-U-R-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D. Amazing. <laughs> I've had such a great time talking to you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. It was so fun. Of course. Of course. So good to meet you, Jillian. That was funny. <laughs> Thanks again to Zurin. Make sure to check out where Tina, the Tina Turner musical is right now and go see her if you can. I'm going to try to, so I hope you do as well. Tune in next week for a very special three-year anniversary episode. I can't believe it's been three years. This is wild. Thank you all so much for following me on this journey. Tune in next week. And as always, thanks for coming in. Greetings, fantasy fans and adventure aficionados. I'm your host, Kip Killigan, and to my left is the legendary Stormclad Thundertongue. Uh, who in the hell's put sleeves on my suit? Join us every Monday to watch teams of heroes rise through the ranks of the League of Ultimate Questing. We're serving up a double-decker high fantasy blood sport burger with all the comedy fixins and no napkins. Bring a bib, because things are going to get messy. Visit the LUQ.com or wherever your favorite podcasts are available. No dungeon too deep, no quest too questionable. This is the League of Ultimate Questing. And now a word from our sponsors. One out of four barbarians over 30 suffer from erage-tile dysfunction. I can't keep it up like I used to. That's why there's Viagro for rage enhancement. Ask your party cleric if Viagro is right for you. Contact an apothecary for any rages lasting more than four hours. Viagro. We keep you raging hard on the battlefield.